Welcome to the Absolute State, a podcast by the investigative shit posters at Left Coast Right Watch. Each week, we'll bring you coverage from the absurdly dangerous to the dangerously absurd. I'm LCRW's editor in chief, Abner Hauge. This week, it's one big what the fuck Arizona. Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch joins us for two segments. First, she'll tell us about last week's Trump rally in Prescott Valley, the last big push before Tuesday's primary. In our second segment, Haley will cover the winners and losers like Ron Watkins. But first, a few quick notes. We have three new articles out this week. One is Haley's write-up of the Trump rally in all its weirdness. Two is a story about a neo-Nazi facing charges for harassing small coastal Oregon towns. Three is a look back on the Klamath Falls, Oregon Pride event last month and how the community organized against local hate groups. Links will be in the show notes. Now we take a weird trip to Trump Town with Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch. All right, we're here once again with Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch. Hey, Haley. Hello. Uh, we gave you a break for a little while from having to come on the podcast, <laughs> but last week was, oh boy, why don't you explain it? Well, the great MAGA king came to town, um, Trump, <laughs> so it was the the whole party came to town, the whole tailgate, you know how it goes, you've seen one Trump rally, you've seen them all. Well, I have a few questions I bullet pointed out. <laughs> I hope you'll bear with me for this episode. <laughs> okay. So, what was the worst sign you saw on the way there? A lot of people decorated their vehicles because people know they can't bring in signs. Like, if you go to, if you're a professional Trump rally goer, you know they're not going to let you bring in the signs past the checkpoint. So, a lot of people don't bring signs. They decorate like themselves. Or their vehicles, or they bring some flags. There was a car that I was, it was like, it said Jesus, and it, it was like the Jesus fish, and it said like Jesus re, you know, like written on it. I didn't fully understand that. Also, there was these like super fucking racist banners that were in the parking lot. Like, they were pretty gigantic. Uh, and like professionally made, and it was like one had Xi Jinping's face, like as a, like a coronavirus germ. And it says, COVID-19 comes from China. Then now, why Biden's admin, question mark, buys the mask 95 and test kits from CCP for the Americans? I don't know. <laughs> well, that that sucks. Uh, I know what the re thing is, though. You want to know? Yeah, I do too. In like internet culture, okay, but okay. like, why is there a Jesus fit? Why does it say what? What? What's happening here? I mean, was it what's, just what's the, <laughs> so my 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 guess is there is just a boomer who has zoomer like horrible groiper children. Yeah. I thought maybe it was kind of that same thing. Like maybe a boomer saw re online and they just thought it was funny and didn't get that. It's kind of like, it means something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get it, but it, and it was definitely a person there. It was like a vendor with stuff. So I didn't understand. Well, anyway, well, just some of the signs, you know, all the merch people are interesting. I like to talk to them. I get there super early. Because I do like to talk to the crowd, kind of, like the merch people, because they're not from Arizona usually. They they travel with Trump. A bunch of the people are from North Carolina, and they were all complaining about the heat because Trump just had a rally in Alaska, and they were like, "Man, it was so much nicer in Alaska." So like, they were just with him in Alaska, like they travel around with him. All the merch people. Uh, they make enough. I mean, I'm sure it makes pretty good money. Yeah. Wow. I know, because, like, okay, another thing about the, mer mer the merch thing, because I go to so many of the right-wing things, it's like, you kind of see themes, you know? It's like, you can tell when certain talking points are trending, because there'll be a shirt, 
Like when Nicki Minaj was popular for a minute in right wing world, there was like Nicki Minaj American Trump flags. It was funny. <laughs> oh boy. Those faded out pretty quickly. I don't see those anymore. Um, and like I noticed a lot of transphobic merch at this event. There was stuff making fun of uh, Leah Thomas, the NCA swimmer. And then there was a guy who had a shirt that said, okay, so it's a mock Biden shirt. It looks like a Biden-Harris shirt. And then the bottom of it read, no more borders, no more walls, no more genders or girls with balls. And he had it on a guy mannequin, but like with fake eyelashes and makeup. Lovely. Um, yeah. And he also sold coffee and he called it like T-word roast. That's yeah. That's painful. Yeah, that was a lot. That was actually a local. He wasn't even one of the traveling merch salesmen. The rally was in Prescott, Prescott Valley, and he had a a brick and mortar store in Prescott, like right in their downtown whiskey row. And he has the mannequin on display. So you're supposed to pronounce it Prescott, not Prescott. Okay, so they have shirts because I also like to walk around the town that the events are usually in to kind of get a vibe. And they literally have shirts that say it's pronounced Prescott, like biscuit. So I don't want to get yelled at by the good people of Prescott. <laughs> Duly noted. So uh, I saw on your Twitter thread you had the most special encounter with the negative 48 cult. Oh, yeah. Maybe you could remind our viewers, what uh, listeners, what negative 48 is and then tell us about your experience yeah that's not the first time i've actually seen them they were at the last trump rally okay so the negative 48 people obviously there's QAnon, you know there's traditional QAnon, but there's breakaway cults breakaway QAnon cults like legit cults like ran by a legit leader like there's a woman in canada that goes by like the QAnon queen of canada um <laughs> yeah and then there's one guy named Michael Protzman who, uh, his base is kind of the Texas area because they are the ones that believe that JFK will be reincarnated. And also that he's a descendant of Jesus Christ and will take his place as the VP to Donald Trump. It's a lot of lore. They study, I don't even know how to say it, apologies if I say it wrong, Gematria followers, uh, I, they follow this thing called like Gematria. So like he kind of gives out like number predictions. It's kind of hard to explain. If you if you ever listen to this guy talk, he's always like, okay, so this guy's name it adds up to twenty seven, and twenty seven minus ten is Q, and yeah, then that kind of shit. The other 10 is about the 10 days. His followers are pilled on the number stuff and his predictions and the JFK thing. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, also, technically, there's two of them. Okay, so who I saw, they were both there, but... So there's the Michael Protzman negative 48 cult. That's what he goes by, negative 48. But there's a little bit of a splinter going on in the group. So there's a breakaway cult within the cult. <laughs> oh, God. That call themselves the Scooby-Doo crew because they travel around in this Scooby-Doo bus. And it's like, I'm not going to lie, it's very, very well done. It is very <laughs> well wrapped. And it's not just any Scooby-Doo bus. It's Scooby-Doo with, like, on one side it's got the gang with Trump mixed in, and then on another side it's got the gang with JFK mixed in. And then, like, all the hippie flowers have inside the flower is, like, Trump and JFK, and it says, like, we got them all. <laughs> that sucks so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they on the back of it, it says um, the truth about election fraud, pandemic, human trafficking, and then it has, like, where we go one, where we go all on the window, and a JFK gigantic head. With, like, those, you know the meme that it's, like, the sunglasses come down and it's, like, deal with it. it those glasses are on with him. On him. Yeah, and then he's got this big MAGA hat. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then they have like a little van that tags along because there's so many of them. And it's just like a normal like mom van, just plain black. And they put a couple Scooby stickers on it. You know, maybe the black van is like the punishment van. Like, Yeah, <laughs> you don't get to have fun. No, you if you disobeyed JFK's orders, you have to go to the black <laughs> van now. Yeah. So that's the breakaway cult. But Protzman was also there, like the main negative 48 group and all his acolytes. There's one woman that travels with them who you might, a lot of people might recognize because she gets photographed at every Trump event. She looks like Captain America Kristen Cinema, Like, just an explosion of red, white, and blue outfit. It's like, it says MAGA everywhere. Her wig is all cyberpunk, red, white, and blue. She's got a big Q on her spandex, red, white, and blue, shiny superhero looking outfit yeah she's a character she's part of the group she was there wandering around i also actually overheard protzman for a while trying to pill people like oh god and he's like shouting numbers at them and talking about michael flynn they were actually feuding at the prescott rally kind of they i think they use these events to kind of uh like get each other legally so they were like filing restraining orders and serving each other at the event like the two feuding sects that was happening. So they were kind of arguing with each other also. Also, I kept seeing Protzman cut the line, that fucker. <laughs> 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 I mean, I haven't even gotten into it, but it was a long day outside waiting. And they were there actually for a week beforehand. A week beforehand. Yeah. And they spent the night so they could be some of the first people in line. Like they spent the night in line. It was raining the night before, too. Mm. So they're dedicated, and then I was, like, fucking dead by the time I got into the arena, and they were partying so hard on the floor, the Protzman cult, they were doing the YMCA, I have, like, great footage of them, like, doing it fully. Also, you can, uh, Right Side Broadcast Network filmed them for a while, doing the YMCA. They have so much energy, they just love Trump. And they weren't the only QAnon little, uh, you know, segment there. Ron Watkins claimed he was going to be there. Oh, boy. Because he's, you know, running for Congress here. Yeah, so what was going on with that? I think I can say it officially now on the pod. Ron is missing. Ron is gone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Ron is gone. Ron Gris for Congress is now Ron is gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's been missing for about a month. He was living near Prescott, so this is kind of his area. He was legitimately, like, going to a lot of small Prescott events, like he was setting up booths, at least taking photos of himself campaigning in the area. And then one day he just kind of stopped showing up to events, and his uh, campaign manager was filling in. It was just kind of like, Ron's not here anymore, kind of thing. And none of the uh, journalists actually care enough to notice that Ron is gone because it's like, who the fuck cares about this random nobody that a lot of them didn't even know about QAnon until he got here? And he's polling at, like, nothing. Right. <laughs> so nobody's been really focusing on his actual campaign, except people like me. <laughs> so a couple journalists, like the people from QAA, QAnon Anonymous, started to ask around, like, hey, is Ron, is Ron around? And I was like, I haven't seen him. The primary is in a week. He hasn't been at anything. You'd think now would be the time he would be kind of everywhere promoting his campaign. And also when he was actually obviously in Arizona, he was constantly just everywhere. Like he would like to like kind of appear in photos with politicians and stuff just to kind of like get a little bit of news, you know? Right. <laughs> and he's completely gone, like missing, not appearing anywhere. He's also seemingly avoiding a subpoena from the J6 Council. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, his dad had to, Jim had to testify. Jim, Jim had to speak. So uh, a lot of little convenient things that just make him seem like he's gone. Finally, a, a local journalist reached out. Uh, hey, you want to do an interview? And Ron, first he muted him. And then he finally got back to him a couple days later and was like, I'm currently in hiding because of the threats from Wendy Rogers and the Groypers. 
can't do the interview. So that's also a story. Holy. <laughs> this is a big what the fuck Arizona. What the fuck? Um, so that's actually partially kind of true. Wendy Rogers did sick the Gripers or try to sick the Gripers on Ron Watkins. She literally tweeted out like, Griper army hit Ron Watkins. No way. Like lady. Yeah, like lady. What are we doing here? Um, this is a state senator for people who don't know here. But again, so I was on the lookout for Ron at the rally because he claimed he was going to be there and he claimed he was going to be handing out merch. He wasn't there. It was just his campaign manager and he wasn't even handing out fucking merch. Piece of shit. I wanted a Ron shirt. <laughs> <laughs> So Ron doesn't appear to be here, but also hanging out with um, his campaign manager was actually somebody running for governor here named Scott Neely. He was wearing this hilariously large hard hat with Scott Neely for governor stickers all over it. And he recently came out in support of QAnon, but not just any QAnon. He's, he's into the QAnon sect that's like... The quantum computing Baby Q. He, he actually hired Baby Q to work for his campaign. No way. So did two other people in Arizona, Gail Golick and, uh, I'm blanking at the moment. We have several people working uh, with the Baby Q. Oh, Jerome Davison. Jerome Davison is this former NFL player who's super into QAnon and also hired Baby Q. He's currently in the hospital because he's having kidney problems because he's been drinking fucking collodial silver that Baby Q has been giving him to help with germs. <laughs> and Baby Q has been, like, filming him. It, Austin Steinbart. Baby Q's real name is Austin Steinbart, sorry. But he's been um, filming himself, like, going into the hospital with, like, a gallon of collodial silver to, like, sneak in to get past the nurses to still give it to Jerome Davison who is running for a political position here. So there's a lot of people pilled, apparently, in Arizona. <laughs> wow. But they were not letting Q merch inside the rally. So if you had a Q on your shirt, they were forcing you to flip it inside out, which I thought was funny, because it's like, this whole fucking audience is pilled as shit. <laughs> How pilled was the audience? Like, Well, I guess that just depends on your definition of Q-pilled now, doesn't it? Oh, God. There's people that are into explicit QAnon, and they wear the symbolism and the messaging. And then there's people that are like, no, I'm not into QAnon, and I don't know what the fuck that is. And they're totally, totally repeating QAnon talking points. So it, I would say the entire audience is Q-pilled generally, but explicitly Q-pilled maybe 10%. <laughs> Oh, dear. It just depends on your reading of it. <laughs> That's nightmarish to think about. There's explicit QAnon, and then there's just the mainstream conservative brain that's kind of absorbed QAnon into its kind of mainstream messaging in general, if that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> Boy. Before I ask you about what went on inside the rally, I'm there's some Proud Boys photos that you shared. I'm just curious about like what their presence at these kind of events is usually like and if this time was any different okay this one was kind of weird because they usually are at the events just kind of hanging out and attending them which they definitely did at this but they were there all day handing out recruitment info it was i don't even know where this is because it's not an area in arizona they call themselves the Highlands chapter. Like, there's no Highlands, Arizona, so I don't really know what that's referencing. But it is northern Arizona, so it's kind of their area. So yeah, even though there was no QAnon shirts allowed in the building, and you couldn't have anything with swear words on, they were fine with, like, Proud Boys just openly handing out recruitment info. Literally right at the entrance. And there was people taking it. That's how I knew they were Highlands... Highlands chapter? Because a couple people in front of me took the info. This is pure speculation on my part, FYI. I don't know, but I think security might have been kind of like homies with them. Because the security was militia-looking meatheads. They weren't cops or anything. And yeah, they seemed pretty friendly with the Proud Boys. And they didn't seem very professional. The whole event was kind of a nightmare outside. It was extremely hot because... 
there was a heat wave going on in the greater Phoenix area. So it was still super hot in Prescott because that's only like an hour and a half away. And they didn't have any shade. They weren't providing water. You have to pay for water. And people started passing out. The head security guard, he gets on the stage and he says incorrectly, we've just had multiple casualties. And then people started freaking out because they thought he meant like people died. He's telling them, drink plenty of water, but just a reminder, you will not be allowed to bring the water past the checkpoint and inside. You literally can't bring anything into a Trump rally. Like, it, it's because it's Trump, it's president, and it's actual elected officials. So yeah, they're telling you to stay hydrated as people are passing out and then telling you, like, but you gotta get rid of it. <laughs> um, okay, so it was supposed to open at 2. I didn't get in, and I was pretty close to the front. I didn't get in till 3.40. They were hella behind the schedule. And after he made that announcement that, like, there's been casualties, like, three more people went down. I didn't put that on the Twitter thread, but it was bad. And then finally they started to hand out some free, like, piss-hot water. And there was people going through the audience being like, is anybody in medical distress? Like, literally going through the crowds asking if people are having a medical emergency because so many people were overheating and passing out. So they finally slowly got us in and confiscated everybody's water. And then everybody is then in line in the concession to go buy water. Yeah, it sucked. Great planning as always by the Trump people. Were any of the speeches really like worth saying anything about at all? The national anthem happened. <laughs> Tight. And prayer, obviously. They prayed for the end of... They, they prayed thanking the end of abortion and all that. And then this dude, I don't know how he snuck it in, fucking pulls out a trumpet and does the national anthem again. <laughs> like, just in the audience. He did it kind of bad. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like to criticize people's talents. It's better than I could have done. I can... I'll give him that. But he did mess up a few times, and, like, even the people next to him were, like, holding their ears. As soon as that was over, security went and took it away. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Kelly Ward, who is the chairwoman of the Arizona GOP, was the first opener. Her opening line kind of went viral. She was like... That was kind of cringe, and she screamed it. <laughs> she didn't look sober. No, Kelly Townsend never looked so. Oh man, she's just like thumbs up in the whole time, like stumbling, thumbs up in. She's got this hilarious outfit on. She's got like a matching red mini dress and really red cowboy boots, and she was just all over the place. Thumbs up, drunk guy at a party. There was a few actually that didn't seem sober. <laughs> Mark Fincham, he seemed normal on the broadcast. I went back and looked, but, like, you could not hear him in the audience. People were screaming in the audience, like, we can't hear you. There's always, like, you know, shit talking about George Soros, obviously. Blake Masters is one of the Trump-endorsed candidates. He's running for Senate here. And he's the Peter Thiel-backed guy. So there's, like, this weird messaging going on at the Trump rallies that's like, we hate big tech, right, everybody? Like, yeah. And they're like, but not Blake Masters. We like Blake Masters. Blake Masters isn't part of big tech. He's part of fixing big tech. And Rick Grinnell was even like, if you attack Blake Masters or Peter Thiel, that's the same thing as attacking Trump. So don't do it. So they're like really back in the Thiel billionaire while pretending they hate billionaires and big tech. It's interesting. Well, that's something. And then the only other really interesting thing of note from the speakers was Mark Lamb, who's the sheriff here. He's a, he's the Pinal County Sheriff. Mark Lamb is a media darling on the far right. They love him. He appears in, like, every commercial. He's also been on, like, police shows. Like, he loves being in front of the camera. So he's got a big audience. 
but he's also one of those constitutional sheriffs. He announced at the rally that he's teaming up with an organization called True the Vote to investigate quote-unquote voter fraud and suspicious voting activity during the upcoming election. And True the Vote is the group that was basically like the fake data people in Dinesh D'Souza's election disinformation movie, 2000 Mules. Oh, God. So they kind of have a big presence in Arizona. We actually had a two... Oh, I covered it. We had the two, they, we had the 2000 Mules hearing. That was like the second episode. Yep. Yeah, so we had the 2000 Mules hearing. They were the ones that hosted it. It was the True the Vote duo, Catherine Englebright and Greg Phillips, the fake data people. So they're launching this, like, website with Mark Lamb to take complaints about suspicious activity they want to report to their sheriffs. There was a lot of 2000 Mules shit going on at the rally. Everybody likes to talk about 2000 Mules. There was this truck circling the rally that had a million flags on it and 2000 Mules billboards just, like, stapled onto the back. Yeah, so they're hella promoting the movie, the election disinformation movie, and then Mark Lamb's teaming up with the people that kind of helped with that, was kind of what I got. And then Trump went on. I think that's basically... Oh, I guess Carrie's important to talk about, huh? If we must. Carrie Lake is... I guess. I, <laughs> she didn't say anything interesting, so I forget... I, I, but people probably should know about Carrie Lake a little bit. There was those... Um interesting photos that we just uncovered of her with some proud boys right she supposedly used to be a liberal or whatever but she's turned the far right and uh is super into the trump stuff she's fine cozying up to militias and yeah the proud boys um she's a big election denier that's kind of the whole her whole campaign is kind of just like, we're going to overturn the election. <laughs> A thing that can't happen. Um, and she just kind of sucks. Yeah. I, I she's uh, The rallies are more like Carrie Lake rallies, too. She's kind of like the female Trump. I even see people in Trump world kind of positively referring to her as that. Because she was a media darling for so long. Right. And they say, like, oh, it means that she's a outsider, not a politician. Yeah. Well, there was one thing I was very curious about, which was the um, photo slideshow tribute to Ivana Trump. Oh, my God. Okay. That was, the, that was so wild to see in person. Okay, so the fucking whole audience was dancing to, like, Macho Man. It was, the Ivana tribute was sandwiched in between, like, two YMCA songs. The whole, uh, <laughs> because Trump was late. That's the thing. Trump is always late. Everybody should, everybody should know this. If you go to a Trump rally, Trump is always late, but he was extra late <laughs> to this. So the music started to replay. They always play the same fucking songs. It's always like show tunes and just like cheesy music from the eighties. <laughs> so it's like you hear cats memories play. Boom. Cut. Macho man. Uh, then it goes to like, uh, do you hear the people sing <laughs> from Lemiz? And then it's like, boom, YMCA. <laughs> Macho Man played, and then it was just like, no, there was no introduction, no anything. It was just like, it started playing another, like, kind of, you know, nice song, just like a tingly song, and playing, like, photos of Ivana and the family. Um, and then it's like, we will miss you. Jesus Christ. Cut again. Macho man. <laughs> or no, YMCA. Yeah, and then everybody goes back to dancing. Like, it was so weird. I was just, like, looking around, like, did anybody else catch this transition? <laughs> oh, also one more thing. Pence was having a dueling rally, actually. Oh, no. This did not make the news as much. Because who the fuck cares about Pence, right? Yeah, so he was having a rally in Phoenix with the non-Trump candidates. So Carrie Lake's main opponent is a woman named Karen Taylor Robson. She's like a uber-rich uh, business-owning lady or whatever. They're in the Trump, but they believe he lost. <laughs> 
So it was Doug Ducey, who's our current governor, Karen Taylor Robson, who's running against Carrie, someone from Border Patrol, and then Mike Pence, obviously. Rusty Bowers was also there. Rusty Bowers is like a target of a lot of threats here because he was one of the Republicans that didn't go along with the Trump Republicans. So he's like had threats on his life and he still will not, he still says he would vote for Trump again. And a lot of them do that. You know, they say they don't support the election disinformation, but they would still vote for Trump again. And it's like, dudes, come on. Then you support the disinfo. And even with Karen Taylor Robson, who's Carrie's opponent, she will not say that the election was stolen. But she says, but let me explain. I don't think it was fair. And I think we need to fix a lot of the problems. So it's like, you guys all believe in the same shit. And... You just, some of you are too cowardly to admit it. It's really frustrating. It's, (laughs) yeah. So that was the Pence rally, but they actually held two. They took Karen Taylor Robeson's private jet for about 10 minutes down to Tucson. Did a Tucson rally as well. So he did two rallies that nobody attended. Yeah. Man, two, when I left the car, or when I went back to my car, I don't know what it is. Prescott. Prescott people. Hey, Prescott people, what's up with your town? I I go to back to my car and I see three separate fights. Three separate fights going back to my car. Like, not real fights, but like, just people absolutely screaming at each other. There was a lady screaming at her kids, there was two couples fighting. I was like, what is happening? Did nobody enjoy the Trump rally? <laughs> well, that took a year off of my life. Where can folks find your work? <laughs> I'm on Twitter at az underscore rww and i'm on i'm on patreon uh same thing just no underscore i never do this so i (laughs) I didn't think to do it but yeah you can find me there i do everything on my own time so any help is nice no corporate media here you will of course be able to find links to all of that in our show notes but of course the weirdness didn't end there Thankfully, we've still got Haley to break down how the primary races went. All right. What happened with the election? Okay. I mean, primary, whatever. Yeah, the primary. It's an election. A primary. It's an an election. election. I'm right, right? A mini election. Yeah. We had pretty good turnout for some of it, actually. But anyway, so the Trump rally was supposed to be the last big boost for the, the candidates that he wanted to win. He picked 15, which is apparently the most... Um, in the country, Arizona got the most MAGA-endorsed candidates, as they put it. Um, and they all won. Well, they're all projected to win. Um, which is kind of a big deal in Arizona, because Trump didn't win Arizona. The Republicans rejected Trump a little bit here. And we also have, like, a big slate of never-Trump Republicans, because they're, like, hella into McCain. It's like a dynasty here. Ducey, who's the current governor, he's not into Trump anymore. He's not he's not sucking sucking the Trump juice anymore. And because uh, <laughs> Trump keeps calling him out. <laughs> so he didn't back Carrie Lake or the Trump endorsed candidate. He backed the Mike Pence candidates and they didn't win. Also, who didn't win? Rusty Bowers, who, as some people might know, as of the the libs hero of the republic he didn't win he's actually got a really long political history here so that's kind of like a big change uh so it's it's gonna be the the trump republicans so that's bad (laughs) it's all the people that are like let's stop the steal again but we won this one so let's stop the steal next time carrie lake's victory party last night wasn't much of a victory party because she was down by 10 points last night because so many republicans uh don't trust like mail-ins and early voting now so there was a huge chunk of them that voted day of which didn't show up till after midnight after big dumps they're not making conspiracy shirts about that uh they're just accepting the results because that's how counting goes (laughs) But Carrie last night, she was, well, we're, we're winning big, which she wasn't. She was down by 10 points. We're winning big, but also they're cheating. You know, it was like this two prong thing. 
And Mark Fincham, who won the Secretary of State, like he was accepting his victory because he smoked it. And he was like, big wins. I got a big win. But then he was like talking about a bunch of conspiracies and why the election is fake. So it's like even when they're accepting their win, uh, the elections uh, got fraud. You know, Uh, it's just like you can say whatever. I mean, it's almost like they don't really like elections or democracy very much, but... No, it's like, if I win, great. If I didn't win, it's not real. Elections suck either way. So I'm just going to shit on them no matter what kind of thing. Right. Because he's an Oath Keeper. Mark Fincham is kind of, we should probably do a whole episode on that guy one day. He's Oath Keeper, affiliated with a lot of shady folks like the Matt Shea, um, affiliated with QAnon pretty heavily. Every election conspiracy that you can think of, every fake election hearing or audit or whatever, Mark Fincham is usually the guy that's kind of like helping to lead that. And uh, Steve Bannon calls him Steve Bannon's guy in Arizona, so he's a little sus. Him winning is bad, no matter what. He'll probably lose the general, but either way, I think he's going to cause a lot of chaos. I heard that there's some Democrats endorsing the most far-right candidates because they think they'll somehow be easier to beat during the general elections. Um, that was going on in Arizona as well, right? They're drawing a lot of attention to the fact that they'll be going up against, like, the far-right election deniers, and some of them are kind of, like, hedging their bets that that'll pay off. I don't think banking on the far-right candidates is such a great idea, because some of them are definitely going to win. Carrie Lake, I I don't know. People keep saying that she doesn't have a shot in the general, but, like... Uh, She's very popular. That's a pretty big bet. Like, do you not know where we are? (laughs) Libs? Lib operatives? Or whoever is running these campaigns? It's like they're still living in 2015. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you think that because some candidate said some anti-Semitic shit, that's going to matter to, like, any of the voter base? Paul Gosar just won, you know? Wendy Rogers just fucking smoked it. And she was going up against a equally far-right candidate. It's like, oh, do you want the old-school Bundy rancher Kelly Townsend who uh, hangs out with all the militias, or do you want Oath Keeper, Groiper Grandma, Wendy Rogers, who is more explicitly anti-Semitic? And it's like, well, they went with that one. She's made the most money of the candidates here. People like what she says. So conservatives are not scared off by these super far-right candidates. A lot of them actually like it. They just like what they're saying. All right. So I, I think we got to stop thinking that this is going to work. Did it work with Trump? Don't you remember the, the those four years where Hillary Clinton was president? Yeah, that's my president. I'm still with her. All right. <laughs> uh, so do we want to go over who won? Yeah, let's go over who won. Okay, so Carrie Lake will probably win. She's She's pulled ahead in... Every county but Maricopa, and she's pulling pretty close in Maricopa. So Carrie Lake's probably going to be the governor candidate. Blake Masters won. So that's the Peter Thiel guy. He actually used to be the, like, COO of Thiel Capital. And he's really into the, I'm a far-right nationalist. And that's great. Like, he just makes commercials like that, you know, with all his kids. He's running to replace Mark Kelly in the Senate. Right. The astronaut. That's all we, that's all everybody, that's all Mark Kelly ever says about himself. So Blake Masters kind of like picks on him for it. He's like, oh, shut up about being an astronaut. Not to be mean. But Blake Masters, he kind of went viral. He got asked, who's your hero? And he was all quietly like, uh, Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Wait, he actually said that. Yeah, he said that in an interview. He's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that running for a uh, political office, but uh, Ted Kaczynski. He he said that. Holy shit. It was a video interview, too. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's got some, like, little gripe gripers working on his campaign. I just saw that in an article. Uh, one was named. Peter Thiel put so much money into him. $13 million through a pack. There was these mailers that we all got. It looked like we got a whole newspaper. But it was actually this massive Blake Masters ad where every article was about him. That's a lot of money to spend on a mailer. Fincham, obviously one for Secretary of State. He'll be a problem. For Attorney General, Abe Hamaday won. 
Abraham, Ibrahim. <laughs> he um he actually beat Mark Burnovich, who is he's currently in office as the AG. He didn't do what Trump wanted by putting all of his political enemies in prison. All the weight was put on Burnovich to be like, okay, what are you gonna do about all the election fraud, bud? You're gonna put everyone in jail. And obviously he didn't do that. He just kind of ran on cutting down on abortion rights in Arizona and stuff like that. Oh, also he restarted the death penalty here. And we had a few executions this year that were pretty inhumane and brutal. Um, He actually brought back the gas chamber. They're going to start gassing people to death. I think one of the guys technically chose it that was recently executed here. But because uh, I don't think it's safe yet, uh, they couldn't do it. So that's what he ran on, Mark Thornovich, but he since because he's not the Trump guy and Trump kept calling him out, he didn't win. And this newcomer won. I don't think he's going to do very well. I think he's going to get kind of the Dr. Oz treatment. Some of the far right here is already like, why did Trump endorse this guy? And why did Turning Point USA endorse this guy? He's a Muslim. I wish I could say I was surprised. There's a far right offshoot group here called the Patriot Party, and they've all been saying that Trump and Turning Point USA are now Sharia law because they endorsed him. <laughs> yeah, smart stuff here. Oh, God. Gosar won. Les- Debbie Lesko won. Andy Biggs won. Like, all the people basically involved with January 6th on the inside. <laughs> I don't even think Andy Biggs had a competitor. I think it was a write-in. <laughs> we haven't really talked about Andy Biggs that much before. Is he anything special or is he just another one of them? Man, he's so, like, boring for being so, you know, one of the far-right, uh, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Freedom Caucus people. But he did win the lottery. So that's how I know there is no God. Wait, wait, he won the actual lottery. He won the, um, what is it when they give you the big check at your house? Publisher's Clearing House. Yeah, he won millions that way. Well, I'm the Joker now. Please I know! <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? So yeah, he won. A lot of, uh, quite a few candidates actually didn't really have competitors, so they won. Okay, and obviously the the seat that I was most excited for was the Ron Walken seat. This is what I've been waiting to get into. Please tell yeah. us. This this gets saved for last because I just I love it. Ron got last place <laughs> out of seven candidates. Seven candidates, which is actually a lot. I was like, damn, a lot of people running in that race. Seventh place. Uh, last I looked, he didn't even have 3,000 votes. <laughs> it was funny, too, because last night I was also watching their live stream a bit with Jim and Ron and, like, his former election manager and his current election manager. And they were like, and as long as he doesn't get last place. They love you and Payson. Payson is... Brother, Gila County is 72% in, and I'm in last place. Hmm. Even uh, his former manager, Tony Tiora, alien expert, was like, well, I'm just going to head out, Ron. He, he dipped out of the live stream early. He's like, uh, it doesn't look like it's going so good. Uh, it was really nice working with you. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded so disappointed. But yeah, Ron got stomped. Um, He got, he, I didn't, I didn't even recognize some of the names ahead of him. (laughs) Wasn't there some QAnon person that got more votes than him? Um, Oh, Scott Neely. Yeah. He's running in a different area. Okay. Uh, He's running for governor, actually. So the whole state. He actually did a little better than I thought, too. He only got, like, 3% of the vote, but I was, I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot for the guy that he, okay, so Scott Neely, he, um, he's working with the guy known as Baby Q. He lives here in Arizona, too. His, Austin Steinbart. Um, Austin Steinbart is a type of pilled where he, he sells you that he's a time traveler, uh, and Scott Neely actually believes this so austin steinbart's whole thing was guys i'm q i came back from the future and in the future i will be posting as q or something right yeah through quantum computing right that's how he travels 
because Scott Neely has been talking about quantum computing in his like campaign ads. So basically you're posting from the future into the past. <laughs> Baby Q is actually, he's helping with a couple campaigns here. Scott Neely got stomped though. So yeah, Ron got stomped. It was great. The person who won was not the candidate that I thought would win, which shows kind of how powerful the Trump endorsement is here. Because I know that the Trump endorsement hasn't like worked in every state, but 15 out of 15 here is pretty good. He endorsed in Ron's district, Eli Crane, who isn't from the district and is not who I thought would win. I thought a current representative named Walt Blackman would win, who's pretty popular here. And uh, it's kind of more his area. Eli Crane is a carpetbagger, which, but somehow he still won. I think it was also partially because it was a seven. But yeah, Eli Crane, he makes giant bottle openers from big bullets. He's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. He was on Shark Tank way back in the day, because that's uh, what we should put money to. A hollowed out bullet that just pops open a beer. <laughs> uh, so he beat Ron, and he beat Walt Blackman. So goodbye, Walt Blackman, because he likes Proud Boys, so I don't give a fuck if he loses either. On the subject, kind of, of QAnon, and Scott Neely, and Baby Q, one of Baby Q's other political affiliates. Uh, she's running for the Maricopa board. Her name is Gail Golick. She kind of caused a bit of drama yesterday. I still don't know if she's won her race. God. She's like the top QAnon conspiracy theorist here, like localized. Like she has no national presence, but it's like everybody knows Gail here. She is also working with Austin Steinbart. Yesterday during election day, there's been kind of a conspiracy going on. When you go and vote, they give you something called a pentel. So it's a pen. It's like a pen. It's just a pen. But it's called a pentel. It's like a felt tip pen. And they hand them to you when you vote. And they say, like, please use this because it's fast drying. And it's easier. Like, it's quicker to dry to go through the machines quicker. And it's less likely to, like, get gunked up like actual ink. So they were recommending, please use these pens that we provide. Well, that caused a fucking huge conspiracy. They're like, why are they telling us to use these pens? There must be something up with the pens because they're telling us to use the pens. Pentelgate happened. So if last, last time we had Sharpie Gate, now we're having Pentelgate. And there was all this commotion about the pentels. So even though there was like, hey, can you please use your pens? Everyone was like, I'm bringing my own pen. And Gail Golick, who is currently a GOP candidate here, was like, guys, I have an idea. Let's just steal the pens. Go on. So people started stealing the pens. And there was a little bit of chaos in the morning because uh, they were running out of pens. People obviously saw that Gail was like, steal the pens, steal the pens. The Maricopa board, who which is, she's running for, uh, sent her a cease and desist to stop telling people to steal pens because you can't tell people to steal pens. At, and because she's trying to interfere with the election, it's election interference. So, yeah, she might get into more trouble for that. But she also might win. So, you know, just that's Arizona. And those things are not mutually exclusive. No. <laughs> I think it's kind of a sign of what's probably going to happen during the midterms. Because all the Trump people won. They're all satisfied, but not all these candidates are going to win the midterm. And they're going to cause so much chaos. And just in general, people are kind of activated to do election vigilantism. There was a couple people that were taking photographs of themselves staking the ballot boxes. One woman got harassed because she was dropping off her husband's ballot, which is legal here. And they started questioning her. They, like, went up to her and they were like, why do you have two ballots? Whose ballot is this? And she got scared and ran away. And then she posted online about it and is reporting it for election intimidation. Our GOP is encouraging it here. They're like, go out, film people, and make sure to get their license plate and their face and uh, catch these ballot meals. So it's kind of happening already in the tiny little primary. And I think it'll be a lot worse in the midterm. Like, we'll have worse pencil gate and a lot more of this vigilantism kind of thing. 
Well, um, thank you once again for sharing the abysmal horrors of your home state. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Hey, Democrats, a lot of the moderate Dems actually got replaced this election by some pretty progressive people. So maybe you should like kind of think about that, especially since so many people like to disregard Arizona. It's like, oh, you can't run actual progressive candidates there because it's Arizona. It's red. You have to be moderate. And I don't think that's true. Positive note. (laughs) Well, congratulations on seventh place to Ron Watkins. And as always, thank you so much for your service, Haley. Okay, hopefully that was coherent. Thanks so much again to Haley. If you love her work keeping tabs on the Grand Canyon State as much as we at LCRW do, please consider a one-time donation at $AZRWW on Cash App or supporting Haley Monthly at her Patreon. Link in the show notes. And that does it for this week's edition. A quick note, the Rock Against Racism show in Reno at the Bluebird is only two weeks away. Tickets are $15, link in the show notes. Cobra Skull's headline and the Fleshies are playing as well as some of the best damn local bands in all of fucking Reno. Rumor has it that we might be there with some exclusive merch. The Absolute State and all Left Coast Bright Watch journalism is supported by listeners and readers like you. If you like what we do, you can set up a recurring donation at patreon.com slash lcrw or check out our pinned tweet at lcrw news on Twitter. Your donations keep the lights on and so does your feedback in sharing our stories with others. Thanks again to all of our supporters. Until next time, don't despair, prepare. couples fighting you don't have to include this but one of the couples fighting was definitely one of the one of the women that went down and passed out and he was mad because she couldn't get the tacos that he wanted because she passed out and they were arguing in the parking lot about that and she's like, sorry, I went down. I was having a medical fucking emergency. I almost fucking died. They were doing that by the porta potties too. And she, she, when she got so mad, she just went in the porta potty. End of the night, Trump porta potty. <laughs> <laughs>